As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Te presentamos a la familia López. Fashion es su pasión. Vas a ver que estos flurgies los va a tener todo el mundo. Y cuando se enteraron de que Walmart ahora tiene un probador virtual para su centro de visión. Fashion show virtual. Aquí viene Silvia con monturas preciosas de DKNY. Le sigue José en lentes de Nike. Y Sandra con lentes de Vivi que le quedan bellos. Con mis flare jeans. Pruébate todos los looks con el probador virtual de Walmart. Sube tu prescripción y compra tus lentes online para que te lleguen directo a casa. Bienvenido a un cuidado de visión más fácil. Bienvenido a tu Walmart. Se aplican restricciones. Visita walmart.com para más detalles. Hey everyone, Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball here. Ahead of this weekend's 2024 Shriners Children's College Showdown at Globe Life Field, Joe Healy and Mike Rooney sat down with the six head coaches to discuss their teams, the preseason, and their excitement for this special tournament. Head on over to globelifefield.com slash D1 Baseball for more information about the event. Enjoy the interviews, guys, and have a great season. Joe Healy here. I had a great chat with Nebraska head baseball coach Will Bolt ahead of his team taking part in the Shriners Children's College Baseball Showdown at Globe Life Field. We got into his team's lead up to this season. We got into some potential breakout stars for the Huskers and, and talked a little bit about why it's important for his team to play in tournaments like this early in the season. Hope you enjoy. Joe Healy with D1 Baseball here with Nebraska head baseball coach Will Bolt. His team taking part in the Shriners Children's College Showdown against Baylor, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma at Globe Life Field opening weekend of the season. Should be a fantastic weekend of baseball. Six fantastic teams taking part in the thing. Always a lot of fun in Arlington to begin the season. Coach, first off, I appreciate you joining us this morning. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to be here. And talking baseball means it's getting close. That's right. Yeah. Best, best time of the year. Cause everybody's, nobody's taken any losses yet and we're, everybody's still on, on equal footing. So a, a good time for sure. As you head towards the season, head toward this opening weekend, are there any just program wide focuses or points of emphasis that you and your coaching staff are, are hammering home on it right now? Yeah. We're in a little bit of a unique situation this year, maybe a little different than some a couple of years previous and really just the, the years that we've been back here at Nebraska, we go, go into this portion of the season, maybe a little bit more up in the air with what we're going to do with our pitching, just the starting pitching in particular. I feel like we've got several pretty qualified candidates that can throw some of the leverage innings out of the bullpen, but just a little bit, some more jobs up, up for grabs, I guess you could say, on the pitching staff side of things. So really trying to hone in on that. Obviously, I have a new pitching coach here with Rob Childress and just trying to solidify some of those roles. We feel really good about the options that we do have, but there's not a lot of guys with a ton of experience at this level starting. So really looking at that, trying to solidify those roles, and then just trying to hammer home playing a consistent level of baseball that's going to allow us to get back to the postseason. Speaking of the mound, Drew Christo is a guy I think folks have maybe heard the name. Maybe this year looking for him to take a little bit of a jump for you guys. What have you seen in his development and what has he gotten from the relationship with Coach Childress that you reference? Yeah, he came in top 100 recruit out of high school. A lot of fanfare, turned down some draft opportunities potentially to come to college. And so he had these high expectations coming in. And he, last year, he was a key figure out of the bullpen for us through about 20 innings and did a nice job and really was coming on towards the end of the year and really took that into the summer. He was out in Alaska playing in the Alaskan Summer League, Collegiate League out there. And um, we've had good success through the years with guys that have gone out to Alaska and gotten off the grid, so to speak. And 
found themselves in a league that's conducive to pitchers finding some confidence at times. So he, he did a good job this summer, came back this fall, renewed sense of, of um, confidence, I would say. And this year, I think he's just out there to do what it takes to help the team win. Got a little bit of taste of that last year, and we're looking at him as a potential starter. He started our first fall game against Omaha this fall, and by most accounts, he's a pretty pretty good candidate for us as far as being in the starting rotation the opening weekend. On the position player side of things, Dylan Carey, one of the more exciting players in the, in, in the Midwest, certainly, that I think a lot of people may not know that much about. So tell us a little bit about his game and what makes him so exciting. Yeah, Dylan got um, some good experience for us last year. He played third base pretty much every day. He was our opening day third baseman. Came out of the shoots really hot and then hit a little bit of a, a skid right around early part of conference time. And he just ended up with a nice season for us. He played an amazing third base defensively. He was a high school shortstop. We obviously had Bryce Matthews at short last year. He was a great mentor for Dylan Carey, just as Spencer Schwellenbach was for Bryce his freshman year. So I'm hoping that wisdom is going to be passed down to to Dylan Bryce had as a mentor in in Schwellenbach. So he's going to slide over and play shortstop for us. Did a fantastic job there in the fall. High energy kid, made some adjustments with his lower half and really showed some power that he showed in high school. Honestly, I think he led the state of Colorado in home runs his senior year in high school. So not something completely new to him to drive the baseball, but finding his way that way as a complete hitter, hopefully in his second year in our program. What do you feel like has to happen for this team to reach its potential when it's all said and done, whatever that potential may be? Yeah, I feel like it's just going to come down, as most years it does, with what we solidify on the roles in the pitching staff. Just because if you've got an elite pitching staff, which I feel like we've got a lot of really talented arms, who can settle into to certain spots in our in our bullpen? And I think if we do that, we will. We had, I think, we won six of our eight league uh, weekends last year. We had some. We won a couple of games in that tournament. Beat Vandy. Beat Hawaii. So we won pretty considerably on the weekends, but we just, from the standpoint of the midweek games, that's where we really faltered. So I think our pitching depth is going to go a long way into to kind of cleaning some of that stuff up. And I think our schedule is going to allow that as well, just as far as maybe from an RPI perspective, that maybe if you do have a loss in midweek and you end up with your head above water with some of these midweek games, that it's that, that that's going to be a good spot to be in. So I get, as most years, it's going to come down to what our pitching staff is able to accomplish. In your time in Nebraska, you're no stranger to playing difficult schedules, difficult opponents. Last year, you referenced the tournament at U.S. Bank Stadium, which is a a unique setting against good competition. But with this tournament, what does it mean for you and your you your program, your players, to have this opportunity against three good teams in, in a big league ballpark like Globe Life Field? Yeah, it's an incredible opportunity for our players. Number one, you're playing in a, a place that you feel pretty confident the games are going to get played, which that's always a little bit iffy (laughs) early in the season in February when we start college baseball. But unbelievable ballpark, great set of teams, like you said, that are in this tournament. And Shriners does such a great job as well. And I was part of some of their tournaments at other locations in the past when I was at Texas A&M. They do a fantastic job running these events. Really excited to get down there. Awesome opportunity for our players to play in a big league ballpark against great teams. And on top of that, it's not necessarily a, a close trip for a lot of your fans, but one thing we can count on any time Nebraska shows up for anything from football, basketball, baseball, down to ping pong. Big Red will be there in, in, in big numbers, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I would anticipate that. And, and we have a, a pretty extensive alumni base. There is 
I think there's a group specifically called the North Texas Nebraskans. They usually show up in full force anytime we play in the Metroplex. There's a Central Texas Nebraskans. We go out west. They're there in Arizona. We've got it. So there's Husker fans are everywhere. So, yeah, I'm hoping that, uh, that our fans show up and, and show out for us. Yeah. Should make for a fantastic atmosphere on top of great competition on the field. Again, Nebraska head coach Will Bolt, his team taking part in the Shriners Children's College Showdown against Baylor, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma at Globe Life Field opening weekend. Coach, I appreciate your time this morning. Yep, you bet. We'll see you soon. Hey, everyone. Mike Rooney here. Had a great talk with Baylor head coach Mitch Thompson ahead of this week's Shriners Children's Showdown. Coach Thompson, super excited about the rebuild for Baylor baseball the opportunity to play this level of competition right out of the shoot, and, and of course, the opportunity to play in a big league ballpark. Enjoy the conversation, everyone. Ahead of the Shriners Children's Showdown presented by Kubota, joined by the head coach of the Baylor Bears, Mitch Thompson. And Mitch, it's great to see you. As we kick, kick this thing off, can you give us maybe a high-level view of, of your club for this year? Sure, appreciate it. Hey, thank, thanks, Rune. No, exciting times. We're, we're liking our ball club. We've Basically, Tech flipped at least half of our team will be new players, and so we've had a big, a big uh, insurgence of new players, and we're liking what we're seeing so far. We think we're going to hit with more power, be able to run a little bit better, be a little more athletic, and then we think we're going to have better pitching depth. So we're excited about what we're seeing. Love it. Hey, as far as returners go, Mitch, tell us about Hunter Toblanski, your third baseman. Seems like he's one of the the, it is a newer roster, but he is one of the the more proven commodities for you. Yeah, Hunter had a really good, nice year for us last year. Started every game for us virtually at third base. Uh, uh, could also play some short for us. Stepped up and had a nice offensive year, and we're expecting him to take another step this year. Kid that transferred from TCU and got an opportunity to play for us and, and used the experience and used it well. And he's stronger now. So we're expecting a little more power potential from him and continues to develop as a complete ball player. So we're excited about Hunter. Awesome. As far as newcomers go, you've got a, a kid from Gonzaga, Enzo Apodaca. And for people that are listening and you think Gonzaga is just a basketball school, this is an excellent baseball program. It's been to the NCAA tournament a bunch of times. What does what yeah. Enzo bring into the party for you guys, Mitch? Yeah, Enzo's been a nice addition. The guy that was that played in the Cape last year, and I think he was a Cape All-Star. I, I think he was. But a guy who started for Gonzaga the last two years, has got a lot of experience. He's going to hit it in the top of our lineup. He's a guy that goes up there and gives really professional very mature at bats, controls the strike zone, knows the zone well, can drive the ball a, a little bit, and a really pesky type hitter. And so he's brought some maturity to us. It was, it was a big deal for us to go out and get some portal guys, and we think we did that and helped us. And Enzo was one that, you know, a neat story. He he actually wanted to come to Baylor and, and, and chased us down to start with, and we started doing our research. Man, yeah, let's go get this guy. And it all, all came about because his sister was a Baylor Bear before as a oh. as a student and a cheerleader here. And uh, that's how he got to know Baylor to start with. And so when he showed interest in us, we were definitely interested in him. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, yeah. Mitch, Mitch, let me ask you a Big 12 question. You've been around this league for a long time. And yeah. I just, a conference realignment, it, it can be disconcerting, right? But for the for baseball and for the Big 12, it's really exciting. That's my personal opinion, right? You've got the three new teams coming in this year. Then you've got the Arizona teams and Utah coming in the next year. Just from your perspective, I would imagine the energy around the league is, is pretty cool right now. Oh, no question. And, and baseball, we're not going backwards in the Big 12. Everybody has ele elevated their game, uh, the elevated facilities, continuing to do great work. Uh, 
The coaching staffs do a great job. And this year we had BYU and Central Florida and Cincinnati, and, and those are going to be great additions. And then next year we're adding Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State. And my gosh, that's just continuing to develop our footprint from coast to coast. And this conference is going to be really good in baseball. It, it, it is already. And I know that you know that because schools that, that have traditionally struggled are are now really investing in the sport and everybody's everybody's on board. So it's, it's a lot of fun and it's a high level of competition, no question. Yep. Hey, last one for you, Mitch. So the, the Shriners tournament is a famous tournament in college baseball. It's a yep. kickoff every year. It, it's like it's at, from your perspective as the head coach, obviously you're going to want to bring your tums, right? Like, this is not an easier <laughs> way into the season tournament. These are real clubs that you guys are playing, but also in a big league park and in an incredible atmosphere. From your perspective, what does it do for your program and your players to kick off a season with this level of competition in a big league setting? Yeah, the opportunity to play in the big league ballpark is obviously awesome. We know we're going to get it in. It's indoors and in, in February, so you can't beat that. We'll have great weather, great weather inside to play at the home of the, the world champion Texas Rangers will be very cool for these Texas kids. And and then, like you say, the competition, it's, it is for coaches. It does give us some nightmares. There's no question because we're not tiptoeing into the season. We're stepping out right off the bat. Here we go. We're ready to take punches, and we're hopefully going to be ready to give punches back. And uh, and for us, uh, it's an opportunity to challenge ourselves to see how much progress we've made to uh, to know. And I think that sometimes you can play a, a weaker schedule and not know where you're at. I think we're definitely going to know where we're at after the opening three weekends of the season and know because the people that we're playing with the Shriners tournament is obviously awesome and Nebraska, Oregon, and Tennessee – tremendous but we follow that up with indiana and oral roberts the next two weekends the bears are definitely not tiptoeing in we're taking them all on and we're going to know where we stand and where we're at right now we love it it's so cool hey mitch it's great chatting with you good luck this year and we'll catch you down the road runes appreciate it and last thing just the the opportunity to do that with the shriners and what the shriners hospital and what they do for these, these kids is unbelievable so to be associated with them in any way is fantastic and baylor's really excited to do that so thank you Appreciate it. Said. All right. Take care, Mitch. All right. Bye bye. Joe Healy here. I had a great chat with Texas Tech head baseball coach Tim Tadlock ahead of his team taking part in the Shriners Children's College Baseball Showdown at Globe Life Field. We got into a lot of stuff with Coach Tadlock, talked about his superstar slugger Gavin Cash, talked a little bit about things on the mound for Texas Tech, and then talked about just the tournament in general and why it's important for his team to challenge themselves early in the season. Hope you enjoy. Joe Healy with D1 Baseball here with Texas Tech head baseball coach Tim Tadlock. His team taking part in the Shriners Children's College Showdown at Globe Life Field opening weekend of the season. They will take on Tennessee, Nebraska, and Oregon. Should be one heck of a tournament. Those are going to be three fantastic games there. Coach, I appreciate you joining us this morning. You bet. Good morning. Appreciate appreciate all you guys do for us. Uh, first things first with your team, has there been any sort of focus or a point of emphasis that, that you and your staff have had as, as your team now is just a little bit away from opening day here? business as usual really just trying to get guys reps and trying to work up to being in game shape and just trying to do what everybody else in the country is trying to do be as fundamentally sound as you can be yeah uh, tell us a little bit about i think there's a lot of uh interest in, in gavin cash as a player given the season he had last year uh, tell me a little bit about what makes him such a, a special hitter and, and to what extent did you expect him to have the season he had last year 
Yeah, I'll tell you, Gavin had an at-bat against us his freshman year against Brandon Birdsell, and you could see what was there. He had about a 12-14 pitch at-bat against a guy throwing 100 miles an hour. See, there was definitely some relentlessness about him and some determination, and he shows that day in, day out. He's a guy that works as hard as anybody we have, and I would say he's worked as hard as anybody we've had in our 11 years here. He's He's in the cage quite a bit, prepares the right way. And so when guys do that, game tends to reward you. On the mound, got a guy in Kyle Robinson who pitched for Team USA over the summer, had some good moments for you last year. Maybe this is a, an opportunity for him going into this season to take on a little bit of a bigger role. What have you seen from his development and what are your expectations? Yeah, Kyle's been really fun to watch. His freshman year, he had a little bit of a setback early on, right when he got here, talk about in the fall, had a knee scoped and probably uh, probably set him back a little bit as a freshman, probably didn't get quite as many innings, but he's a guy that just keeps working, keeps preparing. He's a guy that shows up each day, really goes about his business the right way, good, bad, and different, no matter what the results are, seems like a guy that... uh, Always prepares the right way. He's a great teammate. The Team USA stuff, really cool. Really cool to see him throwing the ball good at the end of the year last year and going out and helping that team and uh, doing that. Kind of like Jack Washburn did, honestly, after his freshman year up at Oregon State. Both those guys pitched out of the bullpen um, a good part of the year. And we're in a really good spot at the end of the spring to go help the USA team. You've got a freshman in TJ Pompey, who's a pretty exciting player. Big things maybe ahead for him. What have you seen from him so far that gives you confidence that, hey, he might be a guy who's ready to, to take on a big role for us as a first-year player in the Big 12? Yeah, TJ's really athletic, really skilled baseball player, really has some tools, can really defend. And he's a guy that's going to put together competitive at-bats. Obviously, he's a freshman. He's going to go through some things, just like all baseball players do. And But, again, he's a guy that really likes to play, shows up, prepares the right way. Again, I, don't, I can't imagine having a more gifted guy standing out there at short. He's got all the tools you're looking for. And, again, when you start talking about lateral range and arm strength and all those things. He's got all those. Whether in the lineup or on the mound, are there any guys who are back from last season that maybe are, are going to be taking on more or maybe some new faces that you and your staff looked at in the fall and, and kind of thought, okay, this is this is different than, than what we saw before. Maybe this is a guy who's a little further along than we expected or maybe somebody that stood out to you that way. Yeah, it's, there's always eight or ten freshmen you can look at and go, hey, what are these guys going to become as the year goes? And I think there's quite a bit of guys there that – quite a few guys there that could really step in and help us. Probably the guy that jumps off the page would be Mac Ewer out of Georgia. Mac threw the ball really good. Mac's a guy that's – he's definitely experienced when it comes to pitching and big games and moments don't seem too big for him. So far, as far as that goes, and also a guy that the stuff's good enough, he can probably get away with some misses. As far as other guys, just looking at it, Travis Sanders, talking about the shortstop position. Travis is a guy that could play all three spots in the infield. He's a guy that 
was highly sought after out of high school and really sat out last year and took the time last summer to go out and play every day. And uh, that's showing up a little bit right now. He's played really well in the fall. Other than that, again, like you can, our rosters always has, it always has guys that you start naming names, you're going to leave some guys out. There's right. start naming pitchers names. There's going to be somebody you leave out that, that evolves and emerges as the season goes. And that's what you hope happens. And, and so really like to just leave that at that. Yeah, fair enough. Finally, you're no stranger to having your team play in tournaments like this. You've played in Arlington before. You've played in the, the deal in Houston in the past. Why is it important for you, do you feel like, to give your players this opportunity against good competition in a big league ballpark and, and everything that comes with that? Yeah, first of all, everything we can do for the Shriners Children's Hospital and that foundation and that organization Anything that comes about from the tournament that goes towards them, um, we want to recognize that and try to help as much as we can and, and use our platform to help those that organization. As far as the games go, we've always aspired to get on the bus and go play every day for about two or three weeks and just line up games for about 20 days and see what you have after that. We're coming about as close as we we can come to that with our first week. We're going down there on a Thursday and going to play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, take Monday off as far as like from playing a game we'll practice. And then we're going to play on Tuesday and Wednesday there. And so we've had really good weather out here in Lubbock for the last couple of weeks. And it looks like we're going to have good weather up till the tournament. And so maybe we'll hit it where – that's the week it's going to be cold in Lubbock and we're getting to play baseball and baseball's a, it's a challenging game. And you know, to me, the, the more you play it, the better chance you have of having success. Yeah, no doubt. And, and certainly a, a big test that opening weekend. Again, Tim Tadlock, Texas Tech head coach, his team taking part in the Shriners Children's College Showdown at Globe Life Field against Tennessee, Nebraska, and Oregon opening weekend. Coach, we appreciate your time this morning. Okay, you bet. Appreciate it, Joe. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. 
Hey everyone, Mike Rooney here. Had a great conversation with Oregon head coach Mark Wazikowski ahead of this week's Shriners Children's Showdown. Coach Waz coming off of hosting a Super Regional, tons of momentum in the Oregon program, a lot returning on the mound, some brand new faces on the position player side. So obviously they are super excited for this level of competition and to play in a big league ballpark. Enjoy the conversation, everyone. Ahead of the Shriners Children's Showdown presented by Kubota, we are visiting with Oregon head coach Mark Wazikowski. And Waz, the Ducks are, you hosted a regional a couple years ago, you hosted a super regional last year, tons of momentum in your program. If you don't mind, give us a, a maybe a high-level view of this year's club, the 2024 Ducks. Thanks. First off, thanks for having me. This year's ball club looks like it's going to be really good, potentially even even more talented than the club we had last year and better. Time will tell on that, obviously, but we're losing a lot of key players on offense. That's a big that's a big factor. And so when you look at a stat sheet, you don't have a bunch of returners on offense that you can point to that we're all Americans and stuff like that, that naturally pollsters and people in your business would look at and say, okay, these are the guys that we're going to be ranking and ranking highly based off of a, a thick list of contributors a year ago. We've got a few, but we also lost several people offensively that we're going to have to replace. We feel really confident about the club we're going to put forward to because the replacements we think are there. Uh, we had a lot of talent that was sitting behind players that were really good last year. And then with the recruits we brought in and a few of the portal guys, we think we've got some plug and play guys right away. And we're hoping that the pitching from last year that we've rolled out a, a lot of young arms last year, just 11 guys that were freshmen that pitched for us and got considerable innings. We're all freshmen. We're hoping that those experience uh, moments from last year clearly help us this year. And and again, we've added a lot of pieces on the pitching front, too. So I really like our ball club. I think it's going to be really strong. Love it. Yeah, and you're right, Waz. Those freshmen, you guys are a game from Omaha with a bunch of youngsters. Hey, your pitching's so interesting because you've got these talented sophomores now that were thrown in the fire last year. But you've also got two veterans, two more household names on the West Coast that are back from injury, R.J. Gordon and Isaac Aon. Tell us about those two kids and what you're expecting and hoping for from them this year. Time will tell. First off, great leadership. They're awesome kids. And we've, we have been and we are bringing them back slow. They're passing all the tests and they're moving in the right direction. We think that they could be really good for us this year. When guys go down with injuries, I'm not going to get really super excited until just you can pass the test of time with the buildup and the number of innings that are coming and all that kind of stuff. They're obviously exceptionally talented young guys. We're not going to race to get them back out there and really over pitch them or anything like that. We're going to going to have a mind for their futures because uh, they do have big professional futures in front of them. So we'll bring them back slow, but I think they can be really good. And on the older side too, we added a kid named Kevin Sider and, and another guy named Bradley Mullen, who, you know, Brad came from Gonzaga. Kevin Sider came from Quinnic, the Quinnipiac, uh, mouthful from the East Coast. And boy, really old guys that can pitch and have been really good for us so far. And among some other guys that came in here too, whether they're freshmen or some transfers, the pitching really looks to be a much improved area of our ball club. Love it. That's great. Intre incredible depth on the mound for the Ducks. So let's talk about the position players-wise. There's two names that jump out at me. I think your most famous position player is Jacob Walsh, your first baseman from Las Vegas. Huge left-handed threat. And then Drew Smith is really intriguing to me. Was a highly recruited kid, a famous kid coming out of Fresno and got his feet wet last year. But as you mentioned, you had a position player group that was going to be tough to break into last year. Tell us about Jacob and, and Drew and what they what roles they, they probably play for you all this year. 
Jacob had a, a fantastic year last year and was really good in the postseason. Big, strong left-handed hitting guy. I think he hit 16 home runs, 17 home runs for us a year ago. And I even had some media around here saying, what have you done to get Jacob more consistent and get him better? And I'm sitting there going, wow, that's like a 40 guy at the ma- 40 home run guy at the major league level. And the question of, hey, are, is he getting better? He has gotten better. He's a force already. He had a heck of a year for us last year. Drew Smith, he was a freshman last year and he DH'd a lot for us because we had Ceballos, who was our MVP last year, playing third and third round draft pick with the Braves. Yeah, Drew Smith, Buchanan High School, Brett Ponce, head coach, awesome coach and great program. And he hit over 400 for us for a good chunk of last year, was great in the postseason. And it, and really, runs one of the guys that I think that people are just, the scouts aren't, but others may be missing is Bennett Thompson. The dude mm. went off in postseason play, absolutely went off. Home runs in Super Regional, carried us at the Vanderbilt Regional. I don't know but if he carried us. He was a huge factor in that. We had a lot of guys really play well in that regional versus Tim's club at Vanderbilt. But Bennett, tremendous player, and he's in his draft-eligible junior year. He's our backstop, and he's just a tough Southern Oregon kid. We love him. That's awesome. Hey, Waz, last one for you. Tell us about the, the Shriners tournament is famous in college baseball, and it is not for the faint of heart. Right? You guys are going to play really good clubs. and But you're also going to play in a big league park, in a big league environment. From your perspective, it's a lot, but what all does that bring to the table for this team? Yeah, we get a chance to play where the World Series was, right? And and yeah. won, and the, the Rangers and all. It, it's just so awesome. For me, it just... I don't know. For me, just getting invited to the tournament first off shows that the program has gotten to a place where the people doing the invitations of these tournaments recognize us as being up there amongst the nation's best. And so that's up for us to prove when we get on the field at the tournament, which is great. Yeah, the Shrine, for them to come out and do what they do, it's not just a tournament they put on and then have people come, but they come to our, our facility and they spend time with us, and they spend time getting to know us. This is a first-class group, first-class tournament. We're thrilled to be in it, and it's our job, like I said, to, to show up. And and on game one versus not the faint of heart, Oklahoma, Baylor, and Texas Tech, I think we're playing three pretty much, even though they're neutral site games. I think we're going to be on the road for the first three, and I think the hometown fans will probably be in support of the other team more than us. But awesome to get in a big environment. That's obviously where we're all hoping to be at the end of the year is in Omaha, and that's a big stadium. And and so to start in a big stadium, finish in a big stadium has been discussed, and that's one of our goals. Love it. Best of luck this year, and we will catch you down the road. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Runes. Take care. Go Ducks. All right. Joe Healy here. I had a fun chat with Tennessee head baseball coach Tony Vitello, ahead of his team taking part in the Shriners Children's College Baseball Showdown at Globe Life Field. We talked about a ton of stuff. We talked about the turnover on the pitching staff for Tennessee and how they'll address that. We talked about superstar Christian Moore in the Tennessee lineup and talked about just the importance of taking part in a tournament like this early in the season. Hope you enjoy. Joe Healy with D1 Baseball here with Tennessee head baseball coach Tony Vitello. Uh, His team is taking part in the Shriners Children's College Baseball Showdown, where they will take on Texas Tech, Oklahoma, and Baylor at Globe Life Field. Should be a fun tournament for a a fabulous cause, Shriners Children's Hospitals. Uh, Coach, I appreciate you joining us this morning. Yeah, my pleasure. Excited about the tournament uh, that's right around the corner, really. Yeah, no kidding. It gets here quicker and quicker every year, it seems. And uh, Speaking of the lead-up to the season, are there any themes or points of emphasis you and your staff have impressed upon the team going back to the fall all the way into the lead up to the season? 
I don't think like a mantra or anything like that. I think what we have this year that's uniquely different than last year is internal competitions. Everybody needs to have an open mind about what might be asked to them at any point in the year, really, but especially at the start when, to be honest with you, we'll be looking for our best combination. Maybe not necessarily the best player at this spot, but the, the best overall combination for us before we head into SEC play, and that applies to pitching and hitting. On the mound, you bring back... Drew Beam, who's been through so many battles for you guys the last few years, how much of a luxury is it to have a guy like him at the at the front of the rotation? It, it's even though he is older, it's the same luxury since he's been a freshman. It's just stability. We've had some really dynamic arms step on that mound, and it's not like he doesn't have velo or good stuff either. But really, what he's had more than any other pitcher than than we've had in our career is just that calming influence in our locker room, in the dugout, and then in particular on game day when he throws for us. You just like showing up to work knowing what you're going to get, which is pretty – you're asking a lot out of 19- and 20-year-olds to know what you're going to get every day out of their mood or their performance, and he's awfully consistent, which we're, again, blessed to have. What do you make of, of the – competition in a rebuilt rotation behind me in the last couple of years you, you guys have had the, the luxury of having this kind of the same three guys in the rotation a little bit different for you guys leading up to this season yeah it is and you reflect back on 2022 we, we honestly didn't know who was going to be in that starting rotation at all we went in friday saturday and then tba and of course we thought blade tidwell who was a draft eligible sophomore would be our friday guy and he was injured or a little bit sore, so everything was thrown for a loop. The story will be written, and by the end of the year, we'll know who our three guys are, what order we use guys in. But I think for now, there's a lot of guys that are getting better under Coach Anderson's tutelage, which is the theme around here. And I think we need to be willing to leave no stone unturned and try everything. And, and the guys need to be willing to take the ball when they get it. And again, each team is different. So by the end of the year, we'll know how we wanted to attack it. But for now, there are a lot of unanswered questions that are fun ones. Because again, I do think we have some internal competition and some quality options at a lot of different spots positionally and again on the mound. Offensively, your fans are obviously super familiar with Christian Moore, but for other fans of other teams who are, who are listening or watching to this, tell us a little bit about Christian Moore and what makes him one of the more dynamic players in the country. He's a unique kid because he's got a, a tremendous combination of a mental skill set and physical skill set. You see a guy in uniform that looks like he could play for Coach Heupel's football team here in Knoxville. But then you also need to realize if you're with him day in and day out or, or watching him on any given game day, he's got a unique skill set mentally as well. And that's the combination every baseball player wants. And so when he's attacking the game right and trying to help the team win, as he did in the regional last year when he was regional MVP, he's a leader and one of our more dynamic players. And I think this is a unique year for him because he's going to maybe be asked to play a bunch of different positions, whereas the last couple of years he just settled in as either a second baseman or a DH for us. Offensively, what kind of stands out among things that maybe opened your you and your staff's eyes in the fall and in the lead up to the season? I think the fact that there's a lot of options at the end of the day, center field, for instance, you want to know who the guy is, Drew Gilbert. And then last year, everyone wanted to know who was going to play center. And we didn't have the one guy that stood out. We knew would be the answer, but we had several options that we thought were quality options. And Hunter Ensley ends up being that guy who takes ownership of the spot and obviously helped us get to Omaha. So he did a fine job out there. I think we've got that theme at a lot of other spots now again this year where 
we don't have the answer that's obvious to the media. So the media keeps coming to us. Who's going to play this spot or that spot, or how are you going to juggle your catching and things like that? And I think we're blessed to have some options that we can utilize, whether it's keeping guys fresh or keep guys motivated, or maybe even play to some matchups when we're seeing particular pitchers. What do you feel like has to happen for this team to, to reach its ceiling, whatever that may be in 2024? They need to play to the strengths of what's worked here in Knoxville and has worked for our program. I, I wish I could say when we first got hired, we set out a blueprint or we've shown our guys a PowerPoint slide of how we want them to play and how we'll win. And just to be forthcoming, it, it it's happened organically. And there's been some things that work at Lindsey Nelson Stadium that works on the road, works in our locker room. And then there's also been things that do not work. And so our guys just need to forge ahead and realize what uniform they're wearing, realize what group we have this year, not last year, not the year before, not the year before that. And, and again, forge ahead or plow ahead with what we have that works. And that'll be enough to keep us in the battle on an SEC weekend, or really this first weekend is an SEC weekend too, right out of the gate at the tournament. It'll be enough to keep us in the competition, but to stay afloat against that type of competition is maybe a whole nother conversation. Speaking of that, that opening season tournament, what does it mean to have your players play in this kind of atmosphere in a big league ballpark at Globe Life Field? It just adds to it. A lot of our te- uh, coaches have Texas roots. I've got a lot of family down there, familiar with a lot of the guys that won the World Series for the team that plays in that park. It's an incredibly well-run tournament, which we're grateful to be back. We're excited to be back for a lot of reasons. But one is when things are out of your hands – you hope they, they're organized and structured in a way that these tournaments are run. It's, it, it just makes it better. It's the easiest way to say it. And then on top of it, you're probably alluding to the competition a little bit too. Texas Tech has done as much as anybody in that conference the last few years. Oklahoma is going to be in our conference. So you're playing an SEC opponent really, again, the first two days. And then the third day, similar deal. We're all too familiar with the coaching staff over there. And for the years to come or while Coach Thompson's there, they're going to be loaded with players and they're going to play the game the right way and a smart way too. Again, Tony Vitello, Tennessee head baseball coach, his team taking part in the Shriners Children's College Baseball Showdown opening weekend against Texas Tech, Oklahoma, and Baylor at Globe Life Field. Coach, again, we appreciate your time. Thank you. Ill time to hydrate right there, but uh, I appreciate you. And, and like I said, we're looking forward to the tournament for a lot of different reasons. Joe Healy here had a good chat with Oklahoma head baseball coach Skip Johnson ahead of his team taking part in the Shriners Children's College Baseball Showdown at Globe Life Field. We talked about Bryce Madrin, his one of his outfielders, and what makes him a special hitter. We talked about the strength of their bullpen, what they're looking for in the rotation, and talked about his team's comfortability in Globe Life Field given how many games they've played there over the last several years. So hope you enjoy. Joe Healy with D1 Baseball here with Oklahoma head baseball coach Skip Johnson, his team taking part in the Shriners Children's College Baseball Showdown opening weekend against Oregon, Tennessee, and Nebraska in Globe Life Field. A fantastic field of teams again, should be a lot of fun in Arlington. First off, coach, I appreciate you joining us this morning. Absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity. As you lead up to the season, has there been for you and your coaching staff, a, a point of emphasis or a focus for your team as you guys get them ready? Just trying to fundamentally play catch and get in shape and and start with some of the approaches, some of the defense, and trying to scrimmage and get some of the innings built, face live at bats, and trying to do those things as we go through it. 
That's the biggest thing that we can do, try to prepare those guys to see pitches and to play at a speed or at a level that uh, is conducive to the environment that we're going to be in. And this event is like a, it's like a regional. It's uh, our, the first weekend, it's a regional. You got all these teams that we're playing that are really good and, and it's exciting. You're looking at Globe Life in the Shriners uh, College Showdown. It's Children's Classic. It's first class. It's always has been. It's run really well. And playing at Globe Life is incredible. Let's talk a little bit about your team specifically. Bryce Madrin's a guy who's, who's going to be right in the middle of it for your team offensively. What, what makes him a special bat, a special hitter? Just his approach and how he goes about his business. It's, he's older. It's like he's a veteran and he takes his at-bats well. He doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low, just has quality at-bats and understands his role on the team and what he does. And I think that's the biggest thing that he does. Our whole outfield's back and, and he's one of those stables that can hit behind somebody or hit in front of somebody. On the mound, you bring in Braden Davis, a transfer from Sam Houston. What do you like about him as a, as a potential guy to, to jump into the rotation right away? It's going to be interesting for him because he's relieved his most of his college life and he went to the Cape and started and that kind of helped him a little bit. We're starting him in the fall and starting him in the, early the spring and it's, it would be interesting to see how he does in that row. I kind of tried to do the same thing with wide O's before COVID hit. Um, he was a reliever and uh, I was going to make him a starter and he piggybacked Cavalli and then we started him and just to see those guys in those row, have they been in relief rows to, to see if he can experience and he can, I think one thing that Davis has is he's really pretty much even killed too. A lot like Bryce Madrin doesn't get too high, didn't too low, really competitive and inner fire burn inside of him. Uber athletic. Little bitty guy with he's uber athletic. Penn, you've got a group led by guys like Carter Campbell, Will Karsten. You have to feel pretty confident about what you bring back on that unit, just in terms of demeanor and stuff, to be able to lock down games for you. Yeah, Carter Campbell, uh, Atwood, uh, and uh, Will Karsten. Those guys can. Will's Will. They came to me the other day. This shows you the leadership of a senior. He can comes to me the other day. Say, man, whatever role you want me in, I'm good. And for him to be unselfish, that's what you really look for. How many kids are going to play, be selfless as we go into it and be a team player? And he, he came to me the other day and goes, hey, I'll, whatever you want, row, skip, I'll do it. I, if I have to start, throw in relief or close, whatever. And that's a, a true sign of a leader. That's somebody you want to really as coaches. To me, it's exciting because you bring them in, you build those relationships. It's about winning. Don't get me wrong. But it's about building those relationships and something he's going to do the rest of his life and teach him through the game of baseball to be selfless. And so I thought that was pretty cool. What do you feel like has to happen for this team to, to reach its ceiling, whatever that ceiling may be? Be selfless and be a team. It's all about attitude. It's all about continuity, understanding their role, understanding that it's a present that you play in. It's the now that you play in, playing good catch throwing strikes, picking each other up. It's like those things are, are vital and really in uh, making those guys believe in themselves every day and believing they can win. And I think that's, those are the things that you got to grow as we go through it. It's not nothing that we need to really work on. It's something we need to grow in, so to speak. So it's uh, I think those are huge uh, qualities for a team as we go uh, look forward to the tournament, look forward past it. Your program is no stranger to Globe Life Field. I, th I think the only team that's played more games in that stadium than the Oklahoma Sooners is the Texas Rangers. What challenges does that stadium 
present and what do you like about having your team play there? Number one, that's in a big league ballpark. All these guys want to talk about playing the big leagues. We get to play in a big league ballpark. Number two is it's a first class facility and all the people that surround you from the guy that's on the field to the guy you're walking through to going down the elevator, walking in, getting prepared for the next game. Everybody that I mean, and when I tell you everybody that is in there, they're always in a good mood and they're always thankful that you're there. And so that that all of a sudden it already it's like walking into Disney. You might have the CEO and Disney at the front gate and you don't even know who he is. That's what's awesome about that stadium. And I think they their marketing or whoever the president is or whatever has done a good job with that. And I think that's hopefully will continue. And I think the the stuff that you have to play with is a big environment. The, the, the ceiling's really high. It's indoors. Those things are always tougher to play in sometimes, making sure you get out there and practice and you can read the ball off the bat and try to make it game-like, see how the, the turf is. The ground crew there is incredible. It was like one of the best grounds that we played on since I've been in Division One baseball. So it's, it'll be a fun atmosphere and good environment. You really get to see them in the environment, how they react in that environment with a bigger crowd because all those teams that were playing and that are in this tournament, they have a good fan base. And then finally, last thing for you, why is it important to, to play in a tournament like this early in the season where you go out and test yourself right away? You always want to play good opponents. That's what it's about, playing a good opponents, where your what your standard is. And you have your standard and see if you can uphold your standard by playing good teams and still maintain that standard as we go through it and how they lose confidence or gain confidence. You want to play against good players. If I was wanted to play golf, I want to play golf with Tiger Woods every day. If I wanted to bow, I'd want to bowl, bowl against Pete Weber every day. And that's just what it's one of those deals. You want to play against the best because you, you think you're the best. It'll help you. Once again, Skip Johnson, Oklahoma head baseball coach, his team taking part in the Shriners Children's College Baseball Showdown versus Oregon, Tennessee, and Nebraska at Globe Life Field. Coach, once again, I appreciate you joining us today. Thanks for the opportunity, and it's going to be a fun weekend. Te presentamos a la familia López. Fashion es su pasión. Vas a ver que estos flurgies los va a tener todo el mundo. Y cuando se enteraron de que Walmart ahora tiene un probador virtual para su centro de visión. Fashion show virtual. Aquí viene Silvia con monturas preciosas de DKNY. Le sigue José en lentes de Nike y Sandra con lentes de Vivi que le quedan bellos. Con mis flare jeans. Pruébate todos los looks con el probador virtual de Walmart. Sube tu prescripción y compra tus lentes online para que te lleguen directo a casa. Bienvenido a un cuidado de visión más fácil. Bienvenido a tu Walmart. Se si aplican restricciones. Visita walmart.com para más detalles. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.